Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Monday, October 23rd. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Students from Collegiate School of Medicine and Bioscience are reflecting nearly one year after the deadly shooting at the building they share with Central Visual and Performing Arts High School in South St. Louis. We don't diminish that. CBPA definitely, like, I think objectively did go through a little bit more than we did. Like, we didn't lose anyone from our school, but we were just as scared for our lives as, as they were. Coming up, St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke hears from collegiate students and families as they process the emotions of tomorrow's anniversary. The Missouri Justice Coalition is launching town hall meetings throughout the state next month, focusing on prison reform. The tour includes stops in St. Louis on November 18th and Rolla on December 3rd. Coalition founder M.L. Smith says many detainees are severely mistreated in Missouri prisons. How are they supposed to be better and come home better if, you know, their punishment should be going to prison and being treated, abused, beaten, not given medical care? How is that going to fix society? Smith says the tour will feature stories from former inmates and loved ones of people currently behind bars. The tour begins November 4th in Springfield. People can register at mojustice.org. A federal judge plans to dismiss a massive civil rights lawsuit against the Illinois Department of Corrections. It sought significant improvements in mental health care for more than 12,000 inmates. U.S. District Court Judge Michael Mim says the court lacked jurisdiction to hear unresolved claims. Harold Hirschman is an attorney who has represented inmates in the case for 15 years. To see the case evaporate in a procedural morass um, is horribly disappointing and frankly shocking. A spokesperson for the Illinois Department of Corrections says officials remain committed to meeting the goals for mental health treatment without the need for court oversight. The company that wanted to build a carbon pipeline through five states, including a section near Quincy, has pulled the plug on the project. Jane Carlson reports. Earlier this month, Navigator CO2 pulled its application before the Illinois Commerce Commission. That was after one in Iowa was paused and another in South Dakota was rejected. Now the company says they are canceling the project entirely. They say the project has been challenging and decided to scrap it given the unpredictable nature of government and regulatory processes. The company had proposed capturing carbon dioxide from ethanol and fertilizer plants in Illinois, Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota, and South Dakota, then liquefying it and pumping it to an underground storage site in central Illinois. But there was widespread opposition to the project from landowners and environmental advocates and over safety concerns. I'm Jane Carlson. Illinois lawmakers return to Springfield tomorrow for the start of their annual fall veto session. Capital News Illinois reports lawmakers may look to ensure law enforcement seizes guns from alleged abusers facing certain domestic violence orders of protection. A program that provides tax incentives for people who contribute to private school scholarships is set to expire at the end of the year, but advocates hope to extend it during this veto session. A University of Missouri researcher has been awarded a roughly $1 million grant to study combat wound infections. The research will focus on non-intravenous, topical, and localized antibiotic treatments. Hongmin Sun is an associate professor of cardiovascular medicine at MU and is leading the research. She says the U.S. Army-backed study comes as drug-resistant bacterial infections 
have become a growing problem on the battlefield. The goal is to try to uh, find an optimal uh, regiment of a delivering approach so that we can treat uh, like a wounded infection by those uh, uh, really bad bugs. And uh, hopefully we can also minimize the side effects caused by the antibiotic treatment. She says the goal is to get FDA approval to start human trials. St. Louis City SC will play its first playoff game ever this coming Sunday night at City Park. Their initial opponent in the Major League Soccer postseason will be Kansas City or San Jose. St. Louis wrapped up its record-setting regular season with a 2-0 loss to Seattle over the weekend. Head coach Bradley Carnell says strong player support is a key reason for the team's successful year. Give credit to the club, uh, to the ownership group, to the fans. Um, they've stood by us uh, through everything. They've given us a platform, they've set a standard, and, and we've, sol- we've followed suit. City SC is the only MLS expansion team to finish first in its conference during the regular season. Tomorrow is the anniversary of the deadly shooting at Central Visual and Performing Arts High School in South St. Louis. Students from the school that shares the building with CVPA are also reflecting on their experiences. St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke talks to students and families from Collegiate School of Medicine and Bioscience about how they are doing a year later. Collegiate senior Jacob Hicks's room almost looks like a greenhouse. Shelves and tables are lined with dozens of houseplants. At last count, more than 100. My room is more jungly than it has ever been, and like these were like tiny, and now they're just like huge, and you see like stuff on the floor. Like many of his classmates, Hicks is hoping to become a scientist. After high school, he plans to study something involving botany and plant research. But after the shooting last year at the school collegiate shares with CVPA, Hicks's plants were not doing well. There's probably about six or seven that ended up like dying during that period that were just like starting to, like, turn crunchy and brown all over. He says the plants were a daily reminder that he wasn't feeling well enough to take care of them. Eventually, as Hicks started to feel better, he was also able to revive most of the plants. But Hicks and some in the wider collegiate community are still processing some difficult feelings about how the shooting was discussed publicly. We don't diminish that. CBPA definitely, like, I think objectively did go through a little bit more than we did. Like, we didn't lose anyone from our school. But... When we're talking like actual happening of the shooting, we were just as scared for our lives as as they were. School shootings are often talked about in terms of numbers of deaths and injuries. But there is a much broader wake of trauma left behind for all of the students and staff that were also witness to the violence and for families who thought their children wouldn't make it home. The collegiate community is also in that wake, even though the name of their school isn't as associated with the shooting. Elena Astazzi Pedro's daughter was a junior at Collegiate when the shooting happened. She was like, Mom, there's shotguns. And I was like, what? Next thing I know, I just grabbed the car and I tried to drive. It's literally about 10 minutes away. It was the longest 10 minutes I can think of. Astazzi Pedro says even now, if she hears sirens or helicopters, she has a physical reaction as her memories of that day come back to her. Soon after the shooting, Astazi Pedro says she tried to get mental health help for her daughter, but it was hard. She found a lack of resources available through Medicaid, long wait lists, and what she felt was a disparity in what was available for collegiate students. All the help, 
all the resources were just going to CBPA. And especially for the kids that they were in collegian, they noticed all that stuff. Collegiate students also went back to school sooner than CBPA students, which they say was hard. But collegiate senior Giada Omersahajic says she doesn't appreciate the focus on the difference in how the schools were talked about, because it's not a competition. She thinks people understand her school also experienced the shooting, and that the trauma is shared. It should not be who, who gets more publication, who gets more praise, who gets more you know, sorrow, who gets more compassion towards them. It's not about that. It's about the bigger picture of the community as a whole. As Omer Sahajik has moved forward after the shooting, she says she's trying to be grateful that she survived, while still caring about CVPA student Alexandria Bell and teacher Jean Kuchka, who were killed. Instead of being sad and depressed that it happened, rather think positively and say, you know, I'm very thankful that I'm here today, and I'm thankful that everyone around me is better And how can we as a community work harder to not let this happen again? I'm Kate Grumke, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Brian Moline edited that report. Before wrapping up, we've taken the wraps off an ambitious project here at St. Louis Public Radio. It's a digital guide to help newcomers to the region feel comfortable in what is now their new city. The STL Welcome Kit includes stories from our newsroom and some other resources. Our engagement editor, Lara Homden, says it has a section to help people moving to St. Louis from other countries. There is a resource guide um, in there that have different local organizations that are helping um, immigrants resettle here in the region, as well as um, a bunch of grocery stores, international Mm. grocery stores, because we know that food is the number one way people or the quickest way people can get a sense of home. Interim News Director Brian Heffernan says there is information from newcomers who might be music buffs. What kind of venues to look at? If you want to go to a honky-tonk out at Stovall's Grove out in Wildwood, great. <laughs> if, you're, if your vibe is, uh, is like a, a, a kind of a small folk kind of intimate set, we've got something for that too. It's, it's, it's really kind of just reflecting the, all the different things you can, you can do here in St. Mm-hmm. Louis. Brian and Lara made those comments on a recent St. Louis on the Air. The STL Welcome Kit is on our website, stlpr.org. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at choosewood.com.